Hi and welcome to Lessons I Learned in Law with me, Scott Brown, founder of Harriet Brown In-House Legal Recruitment. On each episode, you get to hear my conversations with a top legal mind as they break down their three key lessons that they've learned working in law. With any luck, you'll be informed, inspired and armed with a bit more knowledge to help you work your way through your own career path. Now, my guest today is Daniel Glazer. Hi, Daniel. Hello. Good to see you today. Thanks for joining me. Daniel is the London office managing partner at the Silicon Valley law firm Wilson Sonsini. Since 2012, Daniel has advised high-growth UK and European technology and life sciences companies on raising capital in the US, the UK and Europe, and also on expanding businesses into the US and connecting UK and European tech companies with investors and corporates in the US. With each guest, we also love to strip back and hear a bit more about them, what makes them human. So you'll learn later on, this isn't the first time that Daniel's been in front of a microphone for a couple of reasons. And um, we also share a connection with Scotland, which I hadn't quite anticipated, but more on that later. So Daniel, just jumping straight in to your, your first lesson, if you could share that with me, that would be great. Sure thing, Scott. One of the things that I've certainly learned is that building a, a career in, in, in the law is, is like building a startup, right? And, and look at, looking back on it, I, I realize now that there are sort of three, three steps in, in terms of potentially building a niche for, for, for yourself as a, as a lawyer, certainly in private practice. And the way that I think of it is that number one, what is the problem that you are, that, that you are trying to solve? Right, right, and it could be a small problem. It could be a big problem. The the one that I had identified, um, sort of in, in my career currently, is helping UK and European tech companies think through how to you know, commercialize in the in the United States, expand to the United States, raise capital in in the UK, Europe, or or in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And and identifying that as 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 a problem that that we could leverage. Um, you know our legal expertise and leverage our our network to help solve, right? Mm. The second point is, you know, what is the solution to that problem, right? right. And over the years, again, I mean, for, for for us, it was you know opening the office in, in London, being here on on the ground in 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 the UK, um, sort of taking the Silicon Valley approach, kind of paying it forward, you know, with our network and our expertise. Again, trying to take a sort of a rising tide lifts all boats a, a, a approach, mm-hmm. um, and then the third step, which is you know, w- which I think is, is 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 the one that certainly startups and and I guess me personally uh, spend a lot of time on. Then going forward, is is that how do you sort of um, you know help the market understand that 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 you know that you potentially have the solution to the problem, right? Um, and that can be applied to all to all, all manner of, of issues in, in private practice. It, it, it could be, you know, a, a technical legal issue. It could be a type of tra- tra- transaction. It could be a, tr- a type of case. But what, whatever it is, right, identify what the problem is, figure out what the solution is, and then fo- focus on in, in ensuring, right, that as many people as possible know that, that you've potentially found the solution to the problem and be, in other words, be helpful to, to others and you can, you, you, you can build a career off that. Great advice. And, and, and which of those have been the, the most challenging, which of those present, presented the most challenges for yourself in setting up the practice in London? So probably the, the, the third bit, um, mm. the, uh, you know, I, 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 looking back on it, I think that identifying the problem 
Um, it was funny. The, the problem was actually identified for for me. I, I remember a, a meeting that I that I took with a with um, a few 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 people from the UK government um, about a decade ago, and you know, and they said to me at the time, you know, historically we had seen American tech companies come to the UK, um, but with the launch of the the Tech City initiative, we would see a lot more UK tech companies go to the US. You know, can we sort of collaborate and think through how to help them? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, there it is. There, there's the problem t- to solve. Um, you know, and then in terms of coming up with a solution to, to the to the to the problem, I think the more that I found traveling to the to the UK from 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 the US, um, you know, I, I, I sort of found that as, as I sometimes joke, you know, bringing an augmented reality Silicon Valley solution to to, to the U, the the UK. Um, you know, was, was was sort of a good fit. Um, in other words, right. bring, bringing the, the 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 approach, and even not only just the approach, but the but the people from the the U.S. to 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 just sort of you know bring together a U.S. A, a approach and a U.K. approach to create something new was a you know seemed to be the the solution. And so now right. at, at, the, at this point, you know, going forward, it's 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 honing the the, the solution. Yeah. Um, you know, and and hopefully, you know, being as helpful as we can t- to the companies that that we meet. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And, and and what what do you think are the main what are the main differences in terms of doing business? And are those um are those more applicable to legal uh, advisors, or is it, is it across the board? That you speak about the differences between the UK and Silicon Valley. Is that a- well? You know, I mean, since, since, since this is a legal di- discussion, uh, yeah. I, I will, I will, I will focus on on one particular legal difference, right? Mm. Which, which we find has implications outside of law. Mm. So, you know, in the UK, you now Scott, I'll, I'll I'll use you as a bit of a straw man here. If 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 you and I have a business dispute, um, and we we go to court, right, and and you win, I I I pay most or all of your your legal fees, right? It, it's sort of the there's, there's a reason they call it the the so-called English rule. At least they do in the American law schools. They 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 refer to that sort of loser pay system as the English rule. But what that that means, practically speaking, is is that there are the number of lawsuits filed are are much fewer in 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 the UK because it it, it is it's a little bit more unusual to go to be willing to go double or nothing, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And and in fact, you don't see as many lawsuits in the UK as as you do in the US. And people don't threaten lawsuits in in the UK as much as they do in the US because the threat just simply isn't as credible when you have a system which is loser pays. Yeah, right. And so what that means is is that a lot of times the backstop for disputes, at least what we see, the backstop for for disputes very often ends up being the personal relationship. Be between the, the parties, and they don't necessarily bring in lawyers um, until, let's say, a different point of the process, and so and 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 there, there there's a little bit less legal risk. So what we end up seeing a lot of the time is that com- companies taking legal advice on problem on sort of a problem solving basis, right? Which is that the, that the company has a problem, and they 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 reach out to instruct a lawyer to help with that problem. Um, in the United States. It, Scott, if you and I have a dispute and we go to court and 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 you win, you still in general pay all your own legal fees. Yeah, right. 
which, which means, for, for example, if I'm a bigger company and you're a smaller company, mm. um, and I have any sort of claim that I can, you know, that I could generate against you, I can put you in a position where your options are to sort of settle on my terms, which is mm-hmm. not great, right? Mm-hmm. Or to go to court, win, but now, you know, you don't get reimbursed your legal fees, which yeah. given, given U.S. D- d- discovery rules can be substantial. Yeah. Right. So, so really, the, 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 the option there is, is, is to avoid the situation altogether. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm reminded of a, of, a, of a 1982 movie called War Games, where they concluded the only winning move is not to play. Showing my age there. For the audience. But it, when you think about it, I mean, that, that, that really is right. I mean, there, there is sort of, if, if you're in the receiving end of, of a claim in that, in that regard, there is no real winning option between the sort of settlement and the, uh, you know, and going to court and not getting your legal fees re- reimbursed. So really, the, there, there, there's a significant motivation in the U.S., to take problem avoidance advice. In other words, how do you avoid being in that situation in the first place? So in other words, a lot of the legal advice, certainly that startups take in, in the US, is focused on focused on answering the question, how do you avoid how do you achieve your commercial goals mm. while managing risk? Right. Yeah. Right. In other words, you are taking <clears throat> advice of counsel proactively. To t- you know, to avoid issues, as opposed to instructing a lawyer mm-hmm. to answer a problem, to 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 address a problem after it already has arisen. Right. That's a very different a- a- approach, and we we find that 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 when when companies go to the other side of, of the Atlantic, um, whether it's the UK going to the US or vi- 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 vice versa, um, there's a bit of a culture shock in in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can see that. I think from a from an in-house legal team perspective, is our companies tooled up with bigger legal functions at an earlier stage in the US? Certainly on average you'll you'll see US companies bring in in-house counsel earlier in, in their uh, in their in their life cycles, but but mm. but to give you to frame it another way, um, there was a consulting firm uh, that that ran a study a few years ago that found that the average American technology company spends twice as much annually on outside counsel as the average British technology company, and mm. four times the amount annually as the average continental European tech company. Wow! Oh well, for those uh, for for those in the UK that are that complain about external um, external fees, then fair enough. That's something to note. But but you know, it, it, I mean, that's uh, I I will say that 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 point does not go unnoticed in 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 the. The UK, but one of the things that you know I think companies often you know often take take a look at is okay, so the cost of doing business in the US may be higher, but the commercial upside is yeah. materially higher, right? Yeah. So so this when 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 we advise companies on thinking about the states and whether to expand their business there, it's why we we focus so much on helping the company understand whether or not there is actually a market waiting for them. In other words, whether they have product market fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether they're being pulled into the U.S. by customer traction or user growth, because the the upfront investment or the commitment you know to, to build a U.S. business is you know it's significant financially. But if you get it right, the upside is massive. On to lesson two, Daniel. This is not one I certainly think is, is particularly original, but but I, I think it's. It's one that, that, I, that I certainly feel um, from, from experience is that luck really is preparation meeting 
opportunity, you know, and, and I, I, I can't, um, when, I, when, I, when I look back on it, you know, I, I can't even count the number of times where it, it feels, you know, it, it, it feels lucky, but, but actually it, it's more serendipity that, that an opportunity arose um, and, and sort of had been prepared for it. You know, and actually we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this later, Scott, but, um, you know, back in, in the day, at, as it were, uh, later than 1982, but, but, yeah, right. but, 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 but so, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe 10, 15 years ago, um, you know, I was, uh, I, I was doing a lot more work in, 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 in sports law in, in, in the, in, in the sports space. And, um, you know, Part of the, the reason that I sort of built up a practice in, in, in that area is, is I started to get a lot more, a lot of opportunities to do uh, sort of sports media work, sort of on-air uh, sports and, and business analysis um, for some of the major networks in, in the U.S., like ESPN huh. and CNN and, and, and the like. And it was just sort of, I guess, lucky, you know, quote, end quote, that, that one, one day there was a story that that, that came up and, and uh, you know, a friend of a friend asked me if I, if, if I knew anything about um, the relevant topics and actually sports and sports law was something I'd spent a lot of time on in, 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 in law school. And, and I would been hoping to build a practice in, in, in that re- regard. And it just so, so happened that the topics that they wanted me to talk about are, are topics that I, I had written extensively on, uh, which was spe- specifically baseball labor issues. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, this was back in 2002 where there was very nearly a professional baseball strike in, in the U.S. and they needed someone to, to talk about baseball and labor issues. And I had spent all this time doing that, working on that in, in law school. And, you know, it, yes, it, it, it was lucky <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, that, that that came up and that ended up leading to a sort of side gig, as it were, side hustle, I, I guess is, we, is what we yeah. might call it the, these days. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a sort of a side hustle. As a you know, as as a as an on-air uh, you know sports personality, awesome. um, and uh, but but the only reason that that came about is because I had prepared for it, not knowing maybe that that would be the opportunity to take. But then but then the the, op- the opportunity arose, right? And it ended up yeah. being being a perfect fit. Or even um, you know, as I was say- saying before, the sort of meeting I I I, I took with the UK government. Uh, you know, back about a decade ago about about building a building a team in in, in London. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had been spending years, um, you know, traveling to the to the the UK on on business, in, in part because I had originally traveled years and years ago, um, you know, sort of with a with, with a backpack and a URL pass uh, yeah. after after uni, and and really fallen in love with 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 the UK and London in, in, in particular, and had always sort of angled to 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 work on deals with a you know with the U, UK component, and yeah, I mean, it it it, it was lucky that I ended up. Um, sort of having a, a meeting to talk about, you know, doing work in the UK um, like, like, like that with UK tech companies. But it just so happened that I had sort of been ideally prepared for that opportunity. Yeah. So I think if, if there's something that you really want to do with your career, um, you know, whether it's in the law or, or otherwise, you know, taking steps to build that expertise, in other words, really preparing for it, you know, is, is worthwhile, even if you don't know when the opportunity is going to come. Because if it does come, you know, it's that fortuitous intersection of preparation and opportunity, which seems like luck, but, but a lot of times it's, it's, 
it's really yeah. not. It's nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it's not quite as fleeting as as as, as luck. It sounds like yet yeah, you're very receptive to to ideas and and perhaps saying saying yes to opportunities as well, and that that might be something that plays into that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know you you, you never quite know where it's going to lead, um, mm-hmm. and 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 certainly you know progress is not always linear, as mm-hmm. as, as, as they say, and. You know, if 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 you think of you know building a career in, in the law as a as a bit of a journey, um, you know, you it, it, certainly looking back on it, I don't I don't look back and say it was always a clear point A to point B to point C and everything, you know, yeah. f- uh, flowed smoothly. But certainly, if you sort of keep pushing toward maybe not an end goal, but 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 certainly a a a a, a vague state of of, of being, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe a state of a, a state of 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 fulfillment, happiness, yeah. Yeah. right? Then 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 you'll you know you'll you'll always have something to push for. Yeah, that move to London, which is I'd say it's not a com it's not a common path for people to travel within lo- the legal career, but the US UK it's it's um not an often a well trodden path. Was that something you had? pushed for or was that again was it an opportunity that, that that came before you yeah i mean I, I think when 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 i first traveled here um just after uni again with with a backpack uh for for a month or so before before going going to law school thinking i was going to have this great adventure meeting uh you know meeting the locals and just meeting other americans <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know i uh you know i i i spent I ended up spending about three weeks in london and really really fell in love with it and and thought to myself you know um if i could just find a way to to live and work here some someday that would be really exciting and you know as as i sometimes joke you know it it, it only took me what, 17 years to find the angle <laughs> but yeah <laughs> eventually eventually figured it out but but actually you know it was always in the back of my mind is, is if i could figure out a way to do that 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 would be that, that that would be really exciting and and i and i was fortunate that 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 the opportunity presented itself brilliant so daniel your name's come up a lot within conversations and network network seems to be at the heart of everything that you do within within london so can you tell me a bit about some of those networks that you're involved in and, and wilson sincini are, are involved in sure you know, as as I said, part of you know our our view of of practicing law is is very very much in that that Silicon Valley ethos of of, of paying it forward, right? And and the, the the rising tide lifts all boats. In other words, um, if if we can be helpful in in helping the the London and the broader UK ecosystem, um, that will be that that will be helpful for everyone, right? for for us and and, and the other e- ecosystem stakeholders. So some of the organizations we work with, um, you know, London and Partners um, and its Mayor's International Business Program, which, which helps companies uh, out of London, you know, expand over, overseas, in particular to, to the U.S. Um, Silicon Valley comes to the U.K., which is a fantastic organization, which is now underneath the London and Partners um, umbrella Um which helps connect UK and Silicon Valley-based sort of thought leaders in in tech to help companies scale on on both sides of the Atlantic. We do a fair fair bit of work with the the, the startup CFO network, um, which is the the organization as a as it says on on the tin, right? The the organization for CFOs of of high growth tech companies. You know, we 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 do a fair bit with the disruptive GC network, um, which which is uh, which is primarily London and UK based, uh, as well as uh, Founders Forum. Uh, which is sort of a, a uh, just a fan- fantastic group of uh, of some of the top UK and Euro- Euro- European leaders in tech. 
You know, one of the organizations I'm, I'm really thrilled and, and frankly, just tremendously honored to be involved with is um, the Scottish government's efforts in, in, in technology and growth, in, in particular, um, the organizations, uh, you know, Scottish Development International, Scottish Enterprise, but, but maybe most of all, the, the, the Global Scott Network. So I'm, I, I may not have an accent. Um, and, and, I, and, and to be, to be honest, I, I, I can't yet find the ancestry, but I'm, I'm convinced it is there somewhere. <laughs> There yeah. are a few a few more stones that that I can unturn, um, but I am uh, you know I've 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 been a very very proud Global Scott trade advisor um, for I guess about eight or not nine years now I, I think I think it is so I was very fortunate um, to uh, to start doing work um, informally with the Scottish government uh, to help Scottish companies scale internationally about a decade ago and uh, and I guess about eight or nine nine years ago was was uh, was it was asked to to join the uh, the network um, the Global Scott network which, which which is a group of uh, virtually all but me uh, <laughs> Scots right who, who work with Scottish companies and otherwise to promote Scottish business globally and and hopefully what I what I lack in Scottish ancestry, I make up for in enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. It's good to have joined. A, it's good to have joined a team. Um, certainly, um, getting to the UK. And I'm sure there's 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 people in the US have got tenuous tenuous links all over the place to to ancestry across the UK. So I'm sure it'll be found. Um, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere if you keep looking. And I think I think we spoke. Previously, you're you're involved in Celtic Celtic Football Club. Is that is that right? Well, and now we are, of course, treading on on, on particularly dangerous ground. But, Could alienate some people. <laughs> but 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 yes, I I have been known uh, a time or two to stop by Parkhead to uh, catch a a wee bit of of, of the footy. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Yeah. No. Okay. I I, I guess I, I I will admit publicly I am a massive Celtic supporter um, and. Uh, and, and and actually part of their program that is analogous to um to the global scott program which is the global celt program um so 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 yes i i may i i may lose half of our scottish client base right 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 there but i, I guess i'll have to take that that risk <laughs> yeah take it, take it on the chin no i'm sure um it's all, all in good fun at least it's competitive the last couple of years with uh, celtic having run away with it for for so long um at least there's a bit of a bit of competition domestically back to lessons um if you could share share lesson three sure uh, you know and i think this last one is one that that sort of come to me um i, I guess in, in bits and pieces over, over, over the years but i think now it, it really has become a, a pretty pretty clear lesson is pro- pro- probably the one that i, that I find most important and, and that and that is that it, it it's worth striving to to find or develop a, a, a career that that is at the intersection of four four goals, right? Um, what you are good at, what you enjoy doing, um, what what allows you to earn sufficient compensation, uh, and and what creates value for society, right? And and you know, and I think it's it's pretty easy to 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 sort of settle on you know maybe one or two or even three of those. But but in in terms of sort of a you know a north star to, to, to keep pushing you forward and something to, to strive for, for me at least finding that overlap in the in the Venn diagram where all of those come together is 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 ideal and 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 that it, it's really one of the things that that's kind of driven me forward even though I wasn't maybe always thinking of it that way 
finding you know at different points in 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 a legal career right thinking about what what comes next and what do i want to do finding the intersection of those four four goals what you're good at what um what you enjoy doing what creates value for society and 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 what can help you earn a living truly if you can find the intersection it really doesn't feel like work anymore good point to be at when did you feel confident to make those judgments in terms of where you felt comfortable and where you what you felt good at and and enjoyed doing as well you know I, i think for for me looking back on it i think when when i first started to maybe envision what a what a building a practice in the uk might might look like is is when I, I one of the things I, that I got so excited about it, and, and I guess one of the things that maybe led me to 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 do so much travel, frankly, um, for for many years, and until you know, in, in, until sort of move, moving here full full time was was that was the thinking that you know that that there there this might be the build, building what 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 we're building here might be the the, the pathway forward mm-hmm. um, to sort of you know building a career that that touches on all four of those goals. Yeah. What's next for Wilson Sonsini? What's um, what's the, what's the next steps this year? Um, well, you know, I mean, as I keep saying, you know, we are very fortunate as a technology and life sciences law firm to be working in, in the sectors drive. It seemed to be driving the the economy forward right now. I mean, there are, there's a lot of work to be done right now in in tech and life sciences. So we're 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 very fortunate to to work with fan, fantastic fantastic companies, um, fantastic investors. Uh, and you know we, we'll just keep 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 trying to build, and you know we're uh, we're really pleased to to have launched here in in the UK, where the, the reception has been fantastic. We're honored to, to be here, and we we just hope to keep building. Nice, and still in still in the old street. You're in the old street home, in the heart of it. That was always the dream. Uh, yeah. Is is uh, is I always wanted to, to 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 open the office on on Old Street. You know, ever, ever since the the or the original launch of the the Tech City initiative back in in 2010 in London, you know, Old Old Street was was always viewed as the the beating heart of the uh, the London tech tech community. And you know, for for us, the, a firm that focuses so strongly on on tech. Um, you know, we just wanted to underscore, you know, our, our, our commitment to that space. Thank you so much, Daniel, for um, sharing those lessons with us today. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your, your busy schedule. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. And for, for you listening to Lessons I Learned in Law, um, to find out more about our guests, head over to harrietbrown.com forward slash podcast. I'm Scott Brown. See you soon.